This is How to Become a Pro Wrestler, the podcast. Where we teach you the skills you need to go from your living room to the main event. Hey guys, welcome back to How to Become a Pro Wrestler, the podcast, where we teach you the skills you need to go from your living room to the main event. My name is John, and I'm sitting here with Aaron as always. What's up, man? Oh, John, excited to be here. Excited to hear what we got on the agenda today, man. Absolutely. Well, guys, before we jump into the topic, I want you to head over to Facebook. I want you to hit up the search bar, type in How to Become a Pro Wrestler, join our private Facebook group where we discuss all these episodes in great details with all your peers and your coaches and all the cool stuff we've got coming up for you in the future. Join that group for us. Drop us your email. Stay up to date on everything that we've got for you to offer. But we're going back to a tried and true popular topic here on the podcast. We're going to do the do's and don'ts of pro wrestling. And this is part four, guys. This series has been a huge hit. Today, we're going to dive into another set of topics that are going to help you stay afloat in the ring and in the locker room. Go back and listen to parts one, two, and three. They're back in the archives. Please go back, join, talk about them in the, in the group, and let us know what you think. So let's dive right in. We've got a few really cool topics today that I'm excited to talk about. Number one, do realize that the locker room and the car is the learning tree in pro wrestling. That is where you're going to do most of your learning. In the locker room, sitting around those guys that have been there, that have already kind of walked the road or paved the road even, that you're trying to walk down yourself. Those guys, and in the car, a lot of times, if you're wrestling in, in some towns that are close together, or if you're wrestling with, with a group of guys that maybe are that live nearby and you're all traveling to a town nearby or a state nearby or wherever you may be going, a lot of times it's better to carpool. Save money on gas, whatnot. Everybody load up in the same car. Those cars are where I have learned some of the most valuable sets of knowledge that I have ever learned in pro wrestling, more so than a lot of seminars, than a lot of the actual training that I went through. I learned riding in the car with guys that had already been wrestling for 10, 15, 20 years. The amount of knowledge that you get from being just inside of something for so long is, is unbelievable. And I mean, it's, it's priceless and you can't miss out on that knowledge. So do not be so aloof that you're missing out on great opportunities to learn from people who have been successfully performing in what's your dream for years. Um, there's a lot of things that can go wrong, guys. Sitting in the car, sitting in the back seat, climbing in the back seat of a car when you're all carpooling together, and then sticking your earbuds in, turning your music up to 10, and just being dead to the world, it's not a great thing. I, I understand kind of wanting to get in the zone, and I even preach to some people that getting in the zone right before your match with music and stuff is a great way, but in those long car rides, you, you don't want to close yourself off to the people that are sitting around you. This is where you're going to get to know the guys that you're sharing locker rooms with, that you might be sharing the ring with, and guys that may help you network to grow far and beyond where you're at right now. So if you're riding in a car with someone who has wrestled in multiple promotions that you would like to wrestle for, you got to speak to them. You got to talk to them. You got to learn from them. Same thing about sitting in the locker room with them. I've talked about that in the past, networking in the locker room. You got to be around these guys, interact with these people, make friends, make connections, and learn where you can go, pass on information. If you have information that could help them, pass it on and it'll be shared back to you. And then maybe you get somewhere that you haven't been before. So please, guys, realize that the locker room and the car, the road to the next show, is where you're going to learn a lot of valuable information in pro wrestling. Hey, John, I would imagine when mm -hmm. guys 
say if they're brand new to wrestling, they're just getting started and they're in the car with someone that's been doing it for 15 years and they oh, kind of yeah. idolize like, man, you've been oh, a yeah. long time I, and they love them. What's the fear maybe that they have to overcome? Like I, I if, if it was me, I'd be afraid to be like, ah, man, I want to ask this guy this, but I don't, right. I, I'm a little nervous because I do. It's well, intimidating. I, I, yeah, yeah. I'm seeing him as a, I'm not seeing him as a peer. Yeah, you know? you're seeing like it, I'm yeah. not the same He's, he's someone, here. you know, a, a step above you, you know, or maybe he's, he's a celebrity more yeah, yeah, right. from, you know, um, is there any cause for that, or is everyone pretty, you know, I, I, that? so, you know, you can relate this to, like, there, there's a lot of guys that, that are, that'll be nervous, like, in the gym, because they're like, oh, I don't, I, I'm afraid, I, I, I'm afraid that guy over there is watching me while I do, I don't want to do this weird exercise, I mean, I want to do it, cause I, but I, I'm afraid that he, somebody's staring at me. The truth is, guy, uh, guys and gals, everybody has these insecurities, and you're really just all focusing on your own thing. Just do your thing and get better and enhance your craft. That guy that you're afraid to speak to, that you may be slightly intimidated by, has been in your shoes before. He was you, and you know sometimes these these if it's a really tough old grizzled vet, it's sometimes it can be hard to crack their shells. But at the end of the day, man, these guys are love wrestling. That's why they've been in it for so long. You don't stay in something that long without having a true passion for it. And if you, as a young new wrestler can express the fact that you also have this passion, then they're going to love to talk to you and share with you all the things that they learned along the way that they wish they would have known originally that would have got them ahead of the game, you know, before they made that mistake or whatnot. So there's a lot of great valuable information. So don't be intimidated. I know that it can be tough. It can be hard, but just start a conversation. You don't have to start talking about wrestling. You know, it's just social skills. Just, just talk to the guy about something and see where it goes and just learn as much information as you can. And I would imagine, you know, for me, I've been a, a strength coach for a long mm -hmm. time. And when I was in it, I, w I was the strength coach. And then yeah. as I got further along in my career and I saw these new guys come up, yeah. I wanted to coach them. Sure. I wanted to help them. Yeah. And I would imagine that would be the same. They're, they want to coach them. They are kind of transitioning almost. Like right. I'm transitioning from this star point over to maybe coaching and bringing up the next generation. Right. I mean, you can you can peel back the, the, the curtain on this actual podcast because this is where we're coming from. I mean, I'm sitting here. Having traveled a lot of these roads, having spoke to so many of these young wrestlers before, and I'm like, crap, like sometimes these guys are missing out on valuable information because they're either too afraid to ask or they're they're locked up in their own, you know, just whatever. They're 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 wanting to kinda um listen you know, they're introverted, they want to listen to music and stuff. I, and I get that sometimes, but like I've been there and I wanna share this with all of you that you can learn so much. And if you need somebody like me to tell you, you need to do it this way, that's what I'm here for. That's what we started this podcast for. That's what we've got the Facebook group for. You know, that's what this whole company's about. So I want you guys to learn this information, to have these tips and tricks and tools inside your head so that you can put them to the, to the use right from the start line, yeah. right from the start. You don't have to wait till you're halfway through or you're beaten up or you're injured or anything. You may be able to prevent some of those things from happening by using some of these skills. So... Guys, please, those guys that have been there longer than you, they've been where you're at, and they want to share this information just like I want to share it with you right now. So moving right along, here's another one that gets overlooked a lot. Do kick out at one. Yes, that's right. The one, two, three, the old pinfall in pro wrestling, the most important thing probably that happens throughout the whole match. Why don't people kick out at one? It's something that has really, truly gotten lost, but I see it. You see it locally more than on television because those guys are coached properly and whatnot, and that's great. I want you to know on this level that it is a way to stand out. It's a way to make certain moments in your match really, really stand out as opposed to other. Kick out 
at one. Sometimes it's perfectly okay. Don't always kick out at two. If you're always getting pinned for two, especially at the beginning of a match, the fans are perceiving you as already weak or you're conditioning the fans to, to, to not even realize that it's a thing that you can kick out before two. I mean, you know, there, there's a fine line between making your opponent seem strong by, you know, wanting to make their offense seem so realistic that it always gets you to a two and keeping yourself strong by knowing that early in a match when you're not truly injured, you're not fatigued yet because you're a well-conditioned, strong athlete in, in the early parts of a match, you don't need to get pinned for two. You can kick out at one. You can kick out before one. I've seen some great instances where guys have tried to surprise someone with a pin early in a match. They kick out before the referee even gets in position. I love that. I love seeing the referee doing their job and going to get ready for the pinfall. The guy kicks out, the referee backs off. You know, I love uh, that stuff gets you, that will get a fan so caught up in the action, so caught up in the moment that they really get drawn into the match and they want to follow it and they want to keep going and see how long it goes. And guess what? If you kick out at one, and maybe you kick out at one again, and then maybe five minutes later, they finally get you down for a two count. The fans are like, whoa, like he just, it's getting closer. It's getting closer to the finish now because he kicked out at one twice. And now he, now it took him two before he could kick out. It's so important. It's such an underutilized tool is the kick out at one. And I want to see it more in pro wrestling because it is such a great thing to add some more variety and emphasis to certain parts of a match. I really like that one, John. That I, That's a good tip, man. Absolutely. And like I said, it's just one that just gets overlooked. It's just something that sometimes people don't think about. So, guys, head over to Facebook again. Type in How to Become a Pro Wrestler on the search bar. Join our private group, and we will talk about all these great topics, the one I'm about to discuss, the ones I've already discussed, the ones we've talked about in previous episodes, and what's coming up in future episodes. So, this last topic for today is so important, and it, it's, it gets taught. It rarely gets overlooked, but sometimes what we call it in pro wrestling is going into business for yourself. And what it is, is do remember that safety is the number one priority, especially when you're in the ring with someone that you do not like. And I'll dive into that a little bit and it's going to happen. Okay. It's going to happen. You're going to come across guys that you just don't get along with just like any other job. I've done it. I've, I've been in the locker room I, I, to this day. I go in the locker room, and there are guys that I just, I just don't mesh with on a, on a personal scale. I can go out to the ring, and I can have an amazing match with them. I can perform my craft. I can mesh with them flawlessly, but I would never go out to a restaurant with them afterwards. I mean, we just our personalities don't fit. Our lifestyles are way too different. I mean, that's going to happen. Sometimes people are going to rub you the wrong way. They're going to they're gonna make you angry. But when you go out to that ring to perform, safety for yourself and your opponent is the top priority no matter what. Do not ever take liberties with anyone in the ring. I'm telling you right now, this is it. This is the A number one biggest, greatest, ultimate betrayal taboo that you could ever commit in pro wrestling is taking liberties with an opponent who has basically given their body over to you. When you agree to a pro wrestling match and you're performing the moves and you've been trained properly and let's say you, you, you have your opponent set up and you're going to perform something, be it a, a, a DDT, a hip toss, a suplex, and you... you communicate with them that that's what you're going to do and you go to do it and then you do it something either intentionally different in an effort to harm them or you do it in a way that is 
corrupted to harm them, like you do it in a way that they're not prepared for, that they can't safely protect themselves with, that is the ultimate end game in pro wrestling. That is where you are going to be lost to the whole locker room. No one is ever going to want to work with you ever again. It, it is the biggest thing that you could do wrong is taking liberties with your opponent. I rarely see it, ever, but it has been done. I have seen it before. I've seen it on the level of, I hate this guy, and I'm not man enough to tell it to him in his face in the street, but I know that in the ring he's going to like give me an opportunity to punch him, so I'm going to really like try to dig my my elbow into his eyebrow as hard as I can and just bust him open, you know? I've seen that before. I've seen the older the older generation might not be the right term, but the the kind of mid-generation of wrestler that is still learning but thinks that they're maybe at a higher progression level than they should be. They're a little too confident, too cocky, taking liberties with young guys that in reality were just like them from just a few years ago. I've seen that before. I've had it happen to me. I've, I've, I've gotten in the ring with people that thought that they needed to teach me a lesson, you know, when I was super young about a certain, and, and we can dive into the whole, well, maybe the guy was being too cocky and he needed a lesson learned, but it is never the, the lesson to be taught by taking liberties with someone in the ring. Yeah. It's the ultimate, I mean, it, I can't express how wrong it is and how much it will remove you from the world of pro wrestling. No one will ever want to work with you, and it is just something that can't be, you can't recover from it. So, you're, guys, you're remember. You're your career at that point. You really are. You're, you're blacklisting yourself immediately, and it's just something you can never do. And I want you to know right now that it's, it's, it's just something you've got to keep in mind at all times. I want you to protect yourself at all times because you're going to come across people that are, that are they're, you know, they're not quite as safe as others. So you've always got to protect yourself, but you can never do it in a way that takes liberties with someone else. It's, it's, it's just the wrong thing to do, guys. So just remember, this is pro wrestling. And at the end of the day, we're all working together to put on the absolute best performance, the best show to make the promotion look better, to make your opponent look strong, to make your referee look good, to make the crowd super happy, to love pro wrestling so that they buy a ticket to the next show and come back and see you so you can do what? Live your dream. You're taking your opportunity, guys. That's what you're doing. So we want to progress that opportunity. Grow it, grow it, grow it to new heights, new levels. Don't stall your career out before it can even get started. Keep yourself safe. Keep your opponent safe. Build up that ultimate trust between yourself and your opponent. There are guys in pro wrestling right now that I would I would do anything for and that I know would do anything for me, and I would allow them. There, you know, there's, there's really no limits in the ring to what I would do with or for them because I know that they'll keep me safe, and I know that I'll keep them safe. And, and that comes from knowing how well-trained they were, um, just how good of people they were, building a relationship with them in the car in the locker room, and from working with them previously and showing them that I'm just as capable as they are. And you build these ultimate relationships that are, that are just worth their weight in gold. So please, guys, just remember, safety, always the number one priority. Love it, John. Love it. Man, you know, we touched on this a little bit, but I, you just made me start thinking about it when you were talking about why we started, you know, mm -hmm. how to become a pro wrestler. So, man, just thinking about how many people this should help and how many uh, issues that they could have down the road that they right. are probably not going to have, right. you know, because they're getting this information. And I did have one thought on, on this last one. Yeah. I've seen, I watched a video on YouTube of uh, some people saving the wrestlers from getting hurt. Okay, yeah. And one of them was Undertaker, 
uh, he moved a chair, like there mm. was a chair, and he like slid it. He was out, and he slid it with his foot. Oh, okay. Like, he he yeah. like pulled the chair out of yeah, the way yeah, because yeah. someone I don't know what was going on in the ring, but someone was getting ready to get some move hit on. Right. Him. But the most and, and, the most they had was when someone went over the ropes. Yeah. And they didn't get the distance right, or the right, timing right. right, and the guy had to basically that was on the ground getting mm-hmm. ready to take the shot had to move in had to move in yeah into it. And talk about man, really taking care, taking care of each other, man. It's so important. You got to be, and that you know, a lot of those examples that you just you just gave are about like being trained properly and and being safe and knowing to look out for for your. And those are subtle things that like if if you know in the world of social media and whatnot, like we can now go back and kind of analyze and see those. That's a great thing, and you can see like yeah, a great veteran like the Undertaker, like you know, moving a chair out of the way because he doesn't want somebody else to fall on it. You know, like there's there's great great things like that, examples like that. But um, I mean, that's what it's all about, guys. Safety is the number one priority, and you want to take care of each other. You want to be trained properly enough to where you can spot those situations like somebody maybe coming up short on a on a on a, a top rope dive or something yeah. you know and and knowing that oh man like they're not going to make it so i need to do my part to compensate to keep them safe and to make this match quality so yeah. you know that's those so a lot of those things come with experience but man you know once you build those trust relationships you'll have them for life so it's a it's just a great thing to have and a great place to be Definitely. Love it. Absolutely, guys. Well, I hope you liked today's podcast. I thought we had some great topics, especially that last one. Please let us know. Head on over to Facebook. Go to the search bar. Type in how to become a pro wrestler and check out all the cool stuff we have coming for you in the future. Please discuss all these topics and any topics you've listened to. Hey, if you're behind and you're just now hitting one of the earlier episodes and you got a question, pop it in that group. We'll talk about it. No problem whatsoever, guys. Hey, and you know, you mentioned in this first one. Yeah. Um, you said, you know, in the locker room and the car mm-hmm. is the learning tree. You right. know, that's where they're going to learn this information. Right, right. So I just want to encourage the guys, again, if you are not traveling right now, like yeah, you yeah. are you are green as green yeah, can yeah, be, yeah, yeah. and you're wanting to learn this information, get to the Facebook page. Yeah. Because we can be that that car ride this is, for this you. Is, that's right, man. That's This is your learning tree because it's hard to travel in, in you know, certain situations in today's world and whatnot. So you never know. And this way you at least have our group, you'll have our podcast, and you'll be able to, to stay under that, uh, that learning tree. Yeah. You know, you'll be able to still progress mentally, physically with your sport, getting better without just spinning your wheels because you're not able to travel. So, guys, thank you so much for listening. Thank you for listening to How to Become a Pro Wrestler, the podcast where we teach you the skills you need to go from your living room to the main event. And don't wait for your opportunity. Take it. <laughs>